is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. It's a minute of the second period. Jets up 5-0 on the Red Wings, so it doesn't look like the Oilers will clinch tonight. In overtime, Rangers and Sabres 2-2. Flames and Canucks in about half an hour. Stars and Coyotes in about an hour. Oilers tomorrow, 8 o'clock game at Rogers Place against the Ducks. Our coverage starts at 6.30 with the uh, City Fort Faceoff show. James H. Brown, the title sponsor of Inside Sports. And from James H. Brown, we have former double E safety Trent Brown checking in tonight. Trent, how have you been, sir? What's going on, Reed? Uh, Things are going good. You, you know, with three young kids, I'm always busy, but uh, but it's all good. Loving watching the Oilers. What a game last night. OMG, man, they're looking good, huh? Did you go last night or did you watch on TV? Well, uh, truth uh, be known, I had to take my daughter down to the Calgary Zoo, so I had to do a little road trip, but uh, but I watched the game from, from the hotel there. And uh, what a game it might have been. I think the best game that I've seen them play in a long time. I love the physicality, uh, and I thought they beat up on those guys. They were physical right, right from the start. They did a great job, and when Skinner's hot like that, boy, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great game, like awesome game to watch. Both teams played well. Both goalies were good, and yeah, get ready for the playoffs because they're going to be close like that and come down to just one or two plays, I think. I was talking earlier about the McDavid hit on Mikey Anderson. He got penalized for it. I'm sure Kings fans don't like it. Um, I said I like to see McDavid and Drysdale go out there and play physical. I had a caller named Scott call in and say, hold the phone, Reed. We don't need those guys to be the hitters. There should be other guys stepping up and do that. What What is your take on the star players also going out there and looking to engage physically? Do you want to know what? Uh, I think that that set the tone for that game. I think when your leaders are playing like that, it rubs off on everybody. And I love to see the captain doing it. Uh, and I think that you either got to be the hammer or the nail. And in that case, uh, he was the hammer. And uh, a great hit. I put him out and maybe a little bit of payback from last year, too. Because I know that he got him with the knee in the playoffs, and uh, and I love seeing McDavid hit. I think when he is playing physical, he is at his best. Uh, and I know in the Flame series last year, that first round series, uh, he was really physical. And I don't remember seeing him ever play better. So I love seeing him play physical. I love seeing him dish it out. Guys are always uh, trying to hit him, and I love seeing him hit back a little bit. And I think that 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 we've got a team now. That uh, that pushes back against teams. Like, did you see them clear in the front of the net and the crease? You know, when guys are trying to make a run at the goalie, all five guys that are on the ice are pushing back. We got some real size. Love watching Day Harney and the way that he plays. He punishes guys that are standing in front of the net and plays with a little bit of an edge. Uh, and I love seeing it. I think it rubs off on that whole team. And you know, I can recall being on your show saying that they got to play meaner. They got to play bigger. And uh, looks like Holland must have been listening. Yeah. Well, uh, Echo makes a Echo makes a huge difference too. Oh man. Because he's not just Love big Bucky. and mean. He's he's excellent with the puck. He's better with the puck than I thought he was. Same here. Smart guy makes really good decisions and seems to calm everything down out there. Like when he's on the ice, just makes really sound decisions. You know, he does smart things, moves the puck well. I'm I'm actually surprised how well he moves that puck uh, uh, up the ice, like uh, really good with the bank passes off the boards, and usually does the safe sound plays, which is what they got to do. They got to keep it simple in the playoffs, you know, not make mistakes, 
and they got to help out the goalie a little bit. You know, giving up three, four, five goals a game is no good in the playoffs. So that's still the concern uh, is is the defending, and I've had a couple messages and a call about that uh, about that tonight. Now, clearly, it was there last night with uh, you know Skinner being being the backbone. I, I do think that a higher scoring regular season will carry over somewhat into the playoffs. I just don't think it's going to go right back down to, you know, completely low levels. It might be more of a four, three playoff than a three, two playoff, um, you know, or will it like, are you, uh, you're very optimistic tonight, which is great. Are, are you still concerned about the, the, the defending or do you see some of the recent games and think most nights it's going to be there? You want to know what I've been concerned throughout most of the season, but I got to tell you, uh, in sports, you got to peak at the right time. And I see this team peaking at the right time. They're starting to play their best hockey lately. The past few games, you know, I don't know if anybody has a better record since the All-Star break than the Oilers do. Um, and they're looking good. The last couple of games, they've looked as good as I've seen them. Uh, and they are getting healthy. Like, Kevin came back playing like himself makes a big difference too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is starting to let go of the puck. His shot's coming back. Uh, he missed a lot of games, and he hasn't really been himself. And uh, and he's looking good now, though. The past couple of games, he's looked real sharp. And when he's out there playing with an edge, that helps too. I mean, look at the guys that they got on this team that, you know, midway through last year, they – didn't have and they got some guys with a lot of size you know like you add Kane late last year you got Ekholm you got Dave Arnay you got Bukestad I mean these are big guys and wait till Holloway gets back the only thing I'm a little bit worried about him is he's missed a lot he might not sort of get enough ice to be back uh, back in playoff form right so but let's hope it and uh, and and then we got McLeod coming back too and he and and he's a good player that can skate and I don't know I'm uh, I'm looking for big things this year but you know what no matter what they've done it doesn't make a lick of difference uh, because anything can happen in the playoffs and so let's hope that they keep it going and make a deep run so I I asked you about McDavid and and Drysaddle setting the tone physically and you mentioned Skinner is there a comparable from all your years in football like, is there a, a a position that has to be the tone setter? Like, does it have to be your quarterback? Does it have to be your middle linebacker? Like, in hockey, people often will turn to the number one defenseman or the captain or the or the goaltender, right? I'm not saying other guys can't do it, but you kind yeah. of, you know, usually one of your leaders is one of those three guys. For sure. Is there, no, is there a position in football that you need to be kind of the emotional focus of the team? Well... <laughs> I think that uh, the offensive line, the O and D line, they have to set like guys that don't know football. They're always looking at the receivers and uh, the quarterbacks. But the guys that play, we know that uh, that uh, the war is won in the trenches, right? These are the guys that set the line. You wear them down. Um, but I got to tell you something because you sort of set the plate for me here a little bit. What it, what happened to Dowdy last night? Did anybody know that he was playing in that game? Did you see well, how he played half the, the game? <laughs> <laughs> right, but new, pretty well effectively neutralized by the Oilers' forecheck, by hitting, by the physical play. Love the way they sort of took him out of his game. I mean, the, you didn't even notice him out there, right? Guys were hitting him and forechecking, and, and I thought that uh, that they did a really effective job on him, and I hope uh, 
prefer more of that. But in football, the big hits, right? So like a middle linebacker for sure, a safety, right? The defense is out there, you know? Yeah. It's uh, Sports is a game of momentum, right? So if you can get the momentum going, and I think the Oilers did that well last night. McDavid came out, laid a big body check. Right, and then I mean the team did what they do, and uh, McDavid does what he does. Scored, scored a great goal, shorthanded. Like, come on, this team is fun to watch. Uh, well, I, I, you've referenced that before. Like, you're a strong, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not doubting you, but like you, you, you believe that stronger than I think anybody else I know. The momentum thing, and I think oh. hockey is becoming more a game of. Like uh, of runs, like a coach told me that a couple of years ago, that it's becoming more a game of runs, and then how much damage can you do in your run? And we saw that when the Oilers beat Vegas, right? Like Vegas got an early goal in the second period, didn't matter. They didn't touch the puck after that. Ah, uh, man, and they played solid that game. No, they like from the start to the end of that game, that team was on a run. They had the mojo, they had the momentum, and they kept it going. Now, having said that, the next game. It could go the other way. Vegas might score the first goal, right? It might be an easy goal, and then they get another one. You know, so uh, you can't ride like you can't rest on your laurels in uh, sports. So you got to be aggressive. You got to come out. You got to be the hammer every night from the first shift on, because uh, because it can turn on a dime. Yeah, I like how you put that. You got to be, and I I believe like don't because people always say, well. Oh, you know, what if you what if you get punched? You know, what if a guy trips you? Do you retaliate? Do you take it? I'm like, be the guy doing that first. Like, have you got, like, don't be a bully yeah. in real life, kids. But if you play pro sports, you can you can, you can be a bit of a bully. Let's go, let's <laughs> exactly. go, man. Exactly. Like, come on. Like, LA is not looking forward to the next game, but they definitely want to get back out there before the playoffs and try to answer the bell a little bit, right? But this team is slowly becoming a really really hard team to play against and that was the big knock on him right like it was pretty common knowledge throughout guys that uh, played in the league that this was an easy place to play you know they like to come in here and play because they wouldn't get beat up it wasn't a tough team and it was an easy place to play over the past you know 10 or 11 years but uh, that's changing now and it's not an easy place to play anymore and when you play here you're going to leave with some bruises and I think that we showed that last night and uh, and I hope they can keep it going because we got to play better at home great road team but we got to improve on our home record for sure yeah well better in the second half but be- I mean you mentioned that since uh, since the Oilers played their 30 41st game they're 23 6 and 6 which is the best points percentage in the league over that wow. time so you're enjoying wow. it and hopefully we got a lot of games ahead hey uh before i let you go thanks uh, you know for james h brown for your continued support of the show uh I, you guys got that great ad on television where it's like you and the whole team like spread out yeah. and I'm, yeah, like, we, it, like it looks so great because you got such a strong like how many how many people do you employ at uh, at james h brown we got about 50 there right now reed we got uh 12 to 15 lawyers at any given time but uh, but we we uh we have a great team we got a lot of legal assistance there we got support staff we got insurance suggesters and we play to win right we got the largest settlements in the history of alberta we got the most experience and uh we aren't out there for fun and games man we play to win and i used to have a coach that used to say that it's about having fun not about winning and i always said there ain't no fun like winning 
And that's what I want for the Oilers. I want them to win the cup. I don't care about making a deep run. I want them to win it all. And that's what we do. And speaking of that, a quick shout out to a friend of mine, Nick, was hurt in a motor vehicle accident and wishing you a speedy recovery, friend. We are there with you and we got your back. Hey. That's it, Reed. That's what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and all the best to Nick. Trent, thanks for hopping on. Love having you on the show. It's always fun. Uh, Always love your insight, and and especially, I've always noticed about you, even if you're a little critical or down, you're still always optimistic because you've been out there and you always believe that the athletes are going to keep working and can turn it around. So that's why I love having you on. You got to believe, and that's why you play the games, Reed, because it's sports and anything can happen in any given night. Right on. Cheers, Tal. It's awesome being on the show. Keep take, up the good work. Take care. That is Trent Brown checking in, former double E safety, uh, big Oilers fan and sports fan, as you could tell. And uh, of course, with James H. Brown, injury lawyers, who are the title sponsor of Inside Sports. That is awesome to uh, have it on the show. All right, uh, 780-496-0063. We're winding it down for the week. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. A lot of fun there with Trent Brown. Thanks for your calls and texts tonight. We've uh, had some good conversation this evening. 5 nothing Jets after two against Detroit. So uh, barring a miraculous comeback by the Red Wings, the Oilers will have to put off Clinchmas for uh, another day. Hopefully they beat the Ducks tomorrow and get it done themselves. Uh, 780-496-0063. Angie, we had a question come in during, well, during Trent's interview. Oh, yes, we did. In football, there is a halftime adjustment. In hockey, do you guys think that there's a significant intermission adjustment? Uh, s- significant? I would say probably not. It, it, here's the thing. I th- it's too bad I didn't get to that while Trent was on. From my years of, of talking to people about sports and football in particular, if you're referencing halftime adjustments, and from hearing other interviews, um, there are adjustments and there are discussions, but it's, I don't want to overstate it either. What was it? Was it Peyton Manning who once said like, let's not overestimate halftime adjustments. You got 12 minutes. You got to, you know, you might have to go to the bathroom, get a little bit of treatment, <laughs> take inventory yourself. And then you run back out on the field. Uh, I mean, certainly there are adjustments and, and, and they, they talk and they, and they might strategize. I, I think no, I, one thing I've heard from coaches, they they might pare down the playbook, right? They might say, okay, these are the plays that aren't working or we don't think are going to work, and they, they will probably reconfirm some of the things they were trying to set up. I remember a few years ago, it was an unbelievable interview. Uh, I had Damon Allen and Tracy Ham both in studio with me. I think they were in town for an event, and they came in and, and did some of Inside Sports. And and Damon Allen was talking about that, you know, play calling and things like that. And I remember he told a story that he called a play or they ran a play in the first quarter. And he thought to himself, well, we got this other play that I know is going to work because we'll make it look like play A and we'll run play B. But he said we didn't run it until the fourth quarter. He, he said we knew the entire game it would work. So we ran that other play a few times, you know, and showed showed the defense what it looked like, 
and then bam, we made it look like we were going to run that other play, ran, it, ran the, the play that was a variation of that, and we got a touchdown. So does that need to happen at halftime? I mean, not necessarily. Um, I think in hockey, are there intermittent adjustments? They'll, I mean, they'll take a time to look at some video. Certainly, they'll talk about some stuff. If something really needs to be addressed, they can do that on the bench in between plays as well. I think sometimes with intermissions, the biggest thing is that it can stop momentum that the other team has. And you just heard Trent Brown say that he believes sports are all about momentum. And sometimes Rob and I will say that after a period, you know, if the Oilers are dominated, we'll say, well, the best thing about that period for the Oilers was that it ended. And at least you get that 18 minutes to try to regroup and, and come out and establish something. I mean, sure, there's always going to be tactical adjustments line combination changes things like that but that can also happen during the game you can't always just wait for the period football is a little more interesting to me right because um you know football is such a strategic game with actual play calling and here's what we're going to try to do or here's how we're going to try to be deceptive but i think a lot of, I mean, a lot of the football people I talk to, I mean, you, you kind of have in mind all week what you're practicing, how the game is going to progress and how it's going to play out. And they've, football coaches are so detailed, they probably already know what their halftime adjustments are going to be before the game, right? Because they're going to be like, okay, if this happens, we'll do adjustment A. If this happens, we got adjustment B. If this happens, we got adjustment C. Really good question, though, and I think really interesting about how coaches and players do adapt during games and things like that the Oilers are certainly uh, adapting this year the news today was asked do you feel like you can play and win with a lot of different styles yeah I think like you said it's it's very important to be able to uh, to win both ways um, obviously we know uh, it's going to be a tight game playing LA uh, they don't give you a whole lot and we don't want to give them a whole lot so um, I, I thought we did a good job last night of uh, Establishing our game, staying patient uh, within our game, and uh, obviously that that one at the end of the first was a big one. Uh, and then we just stayed within ourselves and uh, and uh, kept growing our game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we need to be able to win both ways. And I think uh, uh, it's obviously I, I still think that uh, there's areas of growth in our game, um, and I think everybody will agree with that. But uh, we have. Uh, Six games here to, to kind of round it out before, uh, um, uh, obviously, playoffs start. All right, a little bit there from Nugent Hopkins. 6.30 face-off show tomorrow, game at 8. Oilers hosting the Ducks at Rogers Place. Also want to remind you, the Edmonton Stingers getting ready for their season. Single game tickets are now on sale. The newly renovated Flair Airlines hangar. As low as 20 bucks, the stingers.ca slash tickets. They play the new Calgary team in their home opener May 28th. All right, thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. I'll talk to you at 6.30 tomorrow for the Face-Off Show. Take care. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.